0: Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully
1: still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico.
0: Yo, 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 (laughs) yo.
1: It's me every time.
0: I know it's the wrong podcast, but what is up? How's it going? Welcome to APR. That's the annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. We are the football podcast, giving you all the ins and outs of every single game this week. We're going to fly through some. Actually, no, not today. We're talking about every single game because it is wild card weekend. So sit back, enjoy the fun. We got best bets. We got a little something, something for the fantasy out there too. I'm Big Ball and Ben Larson here with the crew. We got Jordan stacks on stacks on stacks. Let's yes, sir. And we got Raider, Do COVID Eddie. <laughs> I'm
1: a man of many hats. There we go. I appreciate that. There we go. And don't forget, if I can, for uh second time in 20 years, playoff contender participant and yeah. that
2: in there raider the
0: raider's dog there we go it's a it, it's a miracle all right i got to say uh, before we start that we are sponsored by tavour tonight hey, make sure to go to tavour.com and download the tavour app use promo code taproom when signing up to get $10 off your first purchase of $25 to more $25 or more hello i'm only halfway through a beer and i'm already uh, getting my words uh, words messed up Uh, But I got a beer. Jordan's got a beer. Eddie's getting that COVID drink down. So let's start it off.
2: Jordan, what are you drinking? Oh, man, I'm just I'm actually uh, drinking a 702 pale ale, which isn't my go to, but it is tonight. Oh, yeah. I've
0: got a new one from uh, Sierra Nevada. This is the Atomic Torpedo. It's a juicy West Coast double IPA coming in at eight point two percent saw it uh it's only in the mixed pack but saw it in there and uh had to buy it and (coughs) here in Nevada you can't really uh can't really go wrong wrong with with Sierra exactly Eddie what are you drinking tonight
1: uh you've said it's COVID drink like it's like a poison dude it's just uh, a nice little honey tea you know what I'm saying just trying to keep the voice you know
0: keep those vocals uh vocal cords do the best we can
1: you know do the best we can
0: yeah Oh, and he needs that because he was our big winner of last week. He went 10 and 6 to bump himself over 500 for the season. He's 107, 104, and Let's 1 go. on the season, which gives him 50.4%. Jordan came in uh, in second with his uh, estimations last week at 7 and 9. That puts him at 47.6%. Me, not so much. 6 and 10, rough week, puts me at 467 it's been a while since I went downhill and uh, man, is what it is, is what it is. We're going to come back strong this week. We've only got six games to talk about. So we are going to go into every single one of them. We were debating on uh, whether we wanted to talk, uh, talk about the coaches and changes, but we are going to save that for a little bit later uh, in our, our podcast realm. We're going to be uh, looking at that when we are in between uh, the you know final round of the playoffs and uh, in the super bowl here because uh I'm gonna use Eddie's words on this nobody wants
1: to hear about the Pro Bowl. So
2: there's, there's some uh, bets to be had though dude. There's there, there are... I
1: would never throw a bet on the fucking Pro Bowl dude. It's a good point. Like unless it's like over under how many people attempt to participate. Like six maybe you
0: know that's a very good point. A very good point. So we've got three days of wild card football this week. We've got uh, two games on Saturday. Uh, we've got three on Sunday, and then we've got a Monday night game. So let's start off with our Saturday games, and it's a big one for Raider Eddie. The Raiders are going into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Right now, Bengals are five-and-a-half point favors. Over-under is sitting at 49. So, Eddie, we're going to turn this over to you to, uh, to get your thoughts on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, win, lose or draw, I'm just excited to be able to still watch the Raiders play. Like, doesn't happen very often. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as like the matchup goes, as far as the teams the Raiders could have played, this is probably the best matchup that they have um, for the sense that the Bengals are like a deep ball Big play offense, right? Got Burrow has been absolutely lighting it up over a 1,000 yards his last two games that he actually played, right? Um, just torching torching the Ravens, torching the Chiefs. And pretty much has the best wide receiver core in football, you know what I'm saying, with Higgins, Chase, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, but the one thing that the Raiders do defensively is they don't allow, like, the deep ball. You know what I'm saying? They play that cover three, that deep umbrella. Gus Bradley is, like, the guru of the cover three, right? So – Getting over the top is not something I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to necessarily do. Plus, they didn't do it the first time they played. Um, I think Burrow only had like 150 yards receiving or throwing in that game. Uh, the the backbreaker though, was Joe Mixon had 130 yards rushing, right? Yeah. Um, but I think at this point in the season now, the Raiders' run defense is a lot better than it was in Week 11. And that game, even though the final score was what 32 to 13, I think, 13. was the final, right? um it was a lot closer than that score it was only a three-point game with like five minutes to go Bengals touchdown Raiders turn the fucking ball over fucking they score again right so then it turns into a blowout but um I think it's going to be a matter of if Joe Burrow can stay patient because he's going to have to take the unders dude he's going to have to take those shorter routes and then you know Chase Jamar he he's an animal so he's going to eventually get one downfield that's when the Raiders defensive line needs to step in and get the pressure because no one's been sacked more than Joe Burrow this year. Right. So I think on like the defensive side of the ball for the Raiders, it's all about pressure and keeping those receivers in front of you. Like if the Bengals go on a 15 play drive and score a touchdown hats off to you, you know what I'm saying? Like the Raiders offense isn't going to be able to compete in a shootout. We know this, this is not how they've won games. They put up 35 last week, but I don't think the uh, Bengals be going for it on their own 18. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not going to happen. They're not going to get that excellent field. They a had two drives that started inside the 20. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen this week. I think the Bengals play a much better game. Um, so, again, if the Bengals offense has to be on the field for 15, 16 plays, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Then you go down. You have to be on the field for, like, the same time. 10-11 plays. A healthy Darren Waller is going to help that. But it can't turn into a shootout is basically what I'm getting into. Like, this thing, it has to be a low-scoring game. Uh, Weather is going to help that, too. It's freezing cold, right? It's supposed to be, I think, under 30 degrees. I don't know the wind factor going into the game. It kind of like changes 10 miles. every day. That's it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's changed a couple times already. so uh. um. It's just gonna be cold, right? So you're gonna to have to use the ground game. Josh Jacobs, he's been playing well, he's been running well the last you know, since the win streak. So I mean, is this is the be- like the best team the Raiders could have matched up against, in my opinion. Like they can they can beat this team and the Bengals can fucking beat them by 40. It's actually uh, are in the realm of possibility.
2: I actually disagree with the matchup as far as the best matchup because. You mentioned that the Raiders don't give up big plays, but when they play good quarterbacks, they do. Like if you look at who they have played quarterback wise, outside of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, they played dog shit quarterbacks pretty much the entire year. It's it it is what it is. Oh, and Dak and Dak lit them up. They they won that game. They scored thirty six points, but yeah. you know the Cowboys <sighs> scored thirty three. So I I don't think this is a good matchup. I thought if it snowed, that benefited the Raiders because the Raiders. Um, through week 14, they were 28th DVOA in rush, but now they're top 20. That's how good of a rushing team they've been since they got on this win streak. And their defense was clicking, too. You know, the Chargers kind of lit them up a little bit. Uh, you know, th- you mentioned the the play calling or, I mean, the um, decision to go for it on fourth down, a couple short fields kind of ch- really changed that game. But still, Herbert threw for 385 yards. He was able to move the ball. They probably would have thrown for more if his receivers weren't dropping so much. So I'm not sure I like this matchup. The one thing the Raiders have going for them though is that they are the arguably the hottest team going into the playoffs, dude. That's without a doubt. And they're a team of destiny. And it's a team that if you told me five weeks ago that they were gonna be in the playoffs, I would have been like, yo, I'll bet you a thousand dollars that they won't right. make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I would have been right there with you.
2: <laughs> so so this is one of those one of those scenarios where you kind of gotta throw conventional wisdom out of the out of the fucking window, dude, because who knows what's going to happen? They should have lost to the Chargers, but I picked the Raiders to win that game because the Chargers can't stop the run, like cannot against anybody. But the the Bengals defensive line is top five defensive line in the league, dude. And I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the difference. And Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I think that offense just has too much to stop. You got to You got to tip your cap to the Raiders already. They shouldn't. They shouldn't even be here. The fact that they're here is absolutely amazing dude like an a great season dude and they they deserve it um and it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they won i guess is what i'm saying but, but
1: I, that's the other thing too like i agree with what you're saying like on paper the Bengals are the far superior team right but on paper the chargers are the far superior team and on paper the colts were the far superior team but somehow this team just finds ways to win dude. you know yeah, but like you gotta also
0: old- know that all good things come to an end And you can only ride that way for so long before it it falters out.
1: But it's no there's no realm of impossibility that they could win this game too. Uh, Because if you think about it, the the Bengals are super young too, dude. They've never been in a playoff game you know what i'm saying first time. the whole the roster raiders,
2: probably has it wasn't even alive when the bengals last won a playoff right. game. and
1: then if you look at it the raiders essentially have played four, like maybe not the first two like the browns and the broncos not really but the colts and the chargers those are two playoff games back to back you know essentially because you lose you're out you're you're done <laughs> right your season's over so they have like technically like not playoff games as in like the actual playoffs but they were playoff games and like jordan either team like, really team, has team playoff experience either right i agree yeah. with that like, even the rate even though like the raiders like i was just saying the last two games like this is car's first start you know yep. I mean, playoff game you know what i mean josh jacob's never been there i think some like Ngakwe and jalen richard have like and Casey Hayward have the most experience, right? Yeah. Uh, for the Raiders on and their offensive line, this is all their first time. Like in Cincinnati too, so it's going to just be loud. Like a lot of things wow. are going against the Raiders. Uh, I would be over the fucking moon, right, if they win the game. Obviously, would I be upset if they lost? No, not really, because like you said, they're not supposed to be here. You know what I mean? Like I get an extra game and yep. a season that for all intents and purposes, after the Henry Ruggs incident, they could have easily just given up, you know, and just been like – the Henry Ruggs, sucks.
2: after the Gruden. Gruden. Yeah, well, after after there. that Kansas City loss, dude, I felt like the Raiders were dead in the water, and I think they did too. Yeah. But then when the when they were facing the Browns the following week and the Browns had like 40 guys out on COVID, I think that kind of rallied the Raiders because they're like, hey, we win this game. We're basically in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. And that was a definitely that that went from a non-winnable game to a definitely winnable game, and I think that's really what changed their season. Um, and hats off to them, dude. You know, now they're gonna keep Rich Bisaccia as their head coach, and you know, good <laughs> luck in the future. Yep. Yeah, as long
1: as they get rid of Greg Olson, I don't give a shit. That dude fucking stinks. Dude. <laughs> this play calling fucking sucks, dude. I'm sorry. And that last before the uh, in regulation when they got the ball back with like two minutes three minutes to go whatever he runs the fuck he puts Mariota in right runs that like fake reverse gains eight yards great fucking play call what are we gonna do the next play we're literally gonna run the same fucking play dude except this time give it to red fro like come on give me a fucking break that dude stinks
2: But football is one of those things where hindsight's always 20-20, though, man. Yeah.
1: I mean, before the play, I could have told you, if you run this fucking play again, they're going to get fucking annihilated. But (laughs) what are you going to do? Right. Again, like at the end of the day. I do think. The one thing that like if it's a close game, right, if this is like a tie game or a three point game, the Raiders had the ball with three minutes to go. Like I have no doubt in my mind that they'll, if they're down three, that they'll tie the game, or if they're, if it's a tie game, that they'll win it. Like six wins this year on the last play of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like most in NFL history, Daniel Carlson's got five uh, game-winning field goals. Thank you, Vikings, for trading up to draft a guy, then cutting him after two games. Tip my hat to you. You're fucking amazing. Uh, (laughs) Like. You know, it's just if they can keep it close, dude, it's really what's going to come down to. Can they? That's why I think, like, giving them 15 plays to score a touchdown is not the end of the world, dude, because you're not, it's hard to stop the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? That offense is crazy fucking talented. I think the one
2: thing you said that I definitely think is a key to the Raiders' victory is this has to be a low scoring game. This, if this is a shootout, the Bengals are winning this game 110%. 100%. 100%.
1: Raiders, Raiders going through the rest of the year. It has to be low. If they win this game, they have to all be low-scoring games because the offense just can't hang, dude. Like, I know we got Waller back. We put 35 last week or whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, we still have fucking Zay Jones and Brian Edwards out there as our one and two. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, let's just be real. You know, like, Hunter Renfro, yes, he's amazing. But, like, I don't fucking trust Brian Edwards to fucking get open. Zay Jones has been playing pretty good, but we got him for a seventh-round yeah, was... pick for a reason, right? Yep.
2: Hey, Derek Carr is the king of of getting teams into pass interference penalties, too, dude.
1: Dude, oh, thank you. That brought up my other point, too. The Bengals secondary, dude. The most penalized defense in the NFL. Fucking Carr just throws balls up and fucking refs' flags come out, apparently. Even with the balls fucking 40 yards away, it doesn't matter. They still throw the flag. I mean, that could be a benefit, too. I don't know, man. I'm just, like, fucking going through all the possibilities of how the Raiders can win this game. It has to be a perfect game at the end of the day. Perfect for the Raiders. You know what I mean? No mistakes. They can't, they can't give them, they can't turn the ball over. They got to force a turnover to. I agree. Yeah.
2: Yep. Who are you on, Ben?
0: I'm on uh, Bengals here. I think the uh, the offense of the Bengals just are, they're just too high powered. I think they have too many options that, you know, you're either going to forget about mixing and you know, when you're in Higgins or you in Boyd, and then you're, you know, if you have to, you know, really worry about that, then that leaves Mixon available to, you know, run all over the place, which did in the first game. Um, exactly so, yeah, I think, I, I just think that Cincinnati's offense is is too high powered and that is going to be what wins, this, wins them the game. Um, They're a
2: difficult to defend, dude, without a doubt. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> There's Without just it's just too much. just way too much. Yep. Um, yep. I, the five and a half is is it's four and a half
1: now. in some places now. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's gone yeah, down in some books, but yeah. Major, majority, majority. What do you guys youngs. make of that? By the way, I was going to ask you that. Like to go from because it started at six and a half, right?
0: Yeah. It started at
1: six. Six. Okay. Well, so I I well, think a lot because.
2: Like, the one, the one thing Eddie that you always have to keep in mind is like the average better that is putting a ticket in is like a narrative better. So they're seeing this great story by the Raiders and they're like, "Oh, I got to yeah. keep writing it, dude." I, it's like a team of destiny. So uh, I think that's like the general thought process of casual mm. betters. I mean, five and a half is a lot, dude, but it's still a one possession game. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, so it's not like a only it's like huge the one thing that is kind of crazy is you're telling me the Bengals are an eight and a half point favorite on a neutral field i think a lot of that is that line involves their first matchup and like you said it was pretty close down to the end no they'd be a three-point
0: favor on neutral field because they're getting three points for being in cincinnati
2: oh yeah sorry sorry yeah no they actually they'd actually be like two and a half two and a half yeah yeah Yeah. because we're at five and a half now so
1: right right still i mean i don't know dude like if the Raiders Raiders defensive line, it can wreck this game, too, because like a lot of those Burrow passes downfield involve giving him time, right? But he's uh, also the highest-rated passer under pressure.
2: And and yeah, highest-rated passer top top under
1: the blitz. 40 plus
2: 92, uh, 92 passer rating under pressure.
1: Yeah, and he had like a one, he's like a 120 passer rating when he's blitzed and a 104, I think, when he's not. Raiders don't blitz, you know what I mean? Like, least blitzing team in the league. So, I mean, take that for what you will, right? Like um, I do think the Raiders are going to need to bring blitz, though, in order – because, like, the last time they played, the Raiders blitzed three times in that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think you can't go in with the same strategy, you know what I'm saying? Because all the Bengals did was play your typical, like – cover three beaters you're like your inside receiver does like a 10 yard out to the corner that beats the cover three because you send your outside guy on a streak right those are what that's what the Bengals did the first time and i think they can't, they can't do that again like Zach taylor has to see that and learn like that wasn't the strategy for the passing game you know what i mean like so it's going to be different in like the routes they run i don't so like the raiders are gonna. i think pressure is going to be important but i don't you know what i mean again that's that would burrow being a better passer when he's blitzed you know is blitzing better that, that's why i'm glad i don't get paid to I mean, you got to
2: mix it. up coverages against guys like this i think that's the most important thing so i mean they have to do something they can't just give him the same look every fucking place yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, else yeah. he's gonna pick it apart right
1: yeah i agree yeah <coughs> <laughs> all right
0: game, so jordan and i are on cincinnati here and Eddie is on the Raiders. Let's move on to our second game, uh, which is going to be Saturday night. We've got the New England Patriots going into Buffalo to play the Bills. Right now, currently, the Bills are four point favors here. Over under is sitting at 44. And we have to remember that last, the both times this season that they've played together, the road
2: team has won the game. Is that going to happen again?
1: Yep, yeah, it's true.
2: Interesting thing here. So, when I first saw this line, the first thing that I thought about, gentlemen, was All right, has Bill Belichick ever played a team three times in a season? That was the first thing I, I asked myself. So, went to the computer. Look it up. Has. He's only faced two teams three times in the playoffs. He's, or, uh, yeah, two times, both times the Jets. He's one and one in those games. He's only faced three teams. Uh, one time, at least one time in the regular season, one time in the playoffs. In those games, he's one and two. Pretty so, interesting. Of course,
1: then is Belichick's easier to figure out the second time.
2: I mean, it's a small sample size, but it's, I would, but I would have thought go what we got right. I would have thought though that it would be the opposite way around, right? That would be right. I would have been like, "Oh man, Belichick, let him see a team three times. He's going to be better coaching them." but I don't know what the difference is. I think in this game, I, I think the the Patriots are a little bit handicapped because they have a rookie quarterback who yep. they really haven't let loose at all. So that means that they don't really trust him. Are they going to open up the playbook this time, or is it going to be run, 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 run? Because the bills are – you know they're 16th against the run. They're top five DVOA defense, but same thing for the Patriots, dude. They're top five DVOA, DVOA defense, and yep. they're dog shit against the run. Yeah. And the Bills have been but, the Bills have opened it up to running the ball now. They're actually running the football. Yep. So initially, I like love New England. I'm not gonna lie. I was like best bet of the week, New England plus four. But now I'm kind of second guessing it.
0: And I think the, the snow is going to play a big factor here, too. Um, is it going to snow? And it is. There, it, There's going to be snow on the field. Um, it has going to be like three degrees, time. right? Four yeah, degrees and not snowing in game, game time, time, but I think it's supposed yeah.
1: to snow like the weekend, right? Before yeah. that weekend before.
0: Yeah. So I think that's going to be a, a big kind of aspect of this game, too. And, you know, Jordan, to that the point that you made earlier, you've got a rookie QB in there that hasn't really done anything except for throw the ball short, and, you know, that that short game, I don't think is really going to work against, you know, one of the top defenses in in the league. Um, I think you're going to have to stretch the field. You're going to have to, you know, utilize more than just the first 10 yards, you know, from the you know, from the pocket there. And that's going to be, you know, a big aspect of why I think Buffalo's you know going to be taking this game. They've been they've been going really well you talked about you know their run game singletary is finally running and you know finally finding some pockets here um, and then you've got to worry about digs and josh allen and digs have looked really well you know these last couple weeks and then oh we've got gabriel davis we've got cole bleasley we've got dawson knox like same thing with kind of what we were talking about with cincinnati is there's there are a lot of
2: options for buffalo the big you question it- is is it, see, I, I don't disagree with you about Buffalo at all, but if you actually look back at their schedule, Ben, I mean, what would you look at their schedule and tell me their best win in October against Kansas city, probably. And Kansas city was in shambles at that point. I mean, they were on pace to be the worst statistical defense in the history of the NBA, NFL at that point, at that point. And then the Patriots on 1226, Patriots. that's probably their two yep. best wins.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: You like, They've been dominant, but it's because they played so many fucking shitty teams, dude. Like they played the Jets twice, they played the Texans, they played the Washington football team, they played the Dolphins twice. The Dolphins so have not beat Patriots. anybody good. So did the Patriots, though.
1: They played the same
2: schedule. Who, who are the Patriots' biggest win? Uh the Patriots, Patriots best win, was... the Chargers, maybe the, the Titans. I mean, I'm not saying the Patriots are better. Without the Henry? Titans, too. Yeah. Without but, Henry. Neither of these teams have like astonishing wins, dude. Like it's not yeah. like oh wow, this I think this game is closer than well than we think. Although we think Buffalo is definitely the better team. I think we would all agree yeah. with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh Ben made uh, the point on the game is that I don't think the Bills I think the Bills are going to pull a Lamar Jackson strategy on the Patriots. They're going to play they're going to imagine that the field is 10 yards long and they're going to say, Jones, if you're going to beat us he- over the top, feel free. Like mm-hmm. we'll give you that all day, but you're not going to complete the short passes and you won't be able to run the ball because they did that essentially in the second game they played after the the three pass debacle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patriots couldn't do anything. Patriots offense really struggled that game. Um, the thing that worries me about Buffalo though, is it takes them like three quarters to get going, dude. Like, Every game, I feel like it's close at halftime, and then I've turned the score back on in the f- end of the third quarter, and now they're up 10 or now they're up for 17. You know what I mean? Like it does take them a minute to get going. Um, the weather, though, is I think benefits the Bills more than it benefits the Patriots. Yeah. Um, and this is a Josh Allen, I mean, <laughs> excuse me, Josh Allen, they he can throw through anything. You know what I mean? And even in the game in the wind, it wasn't Allen's fault. He was still hitting receivers in the hands. They just dropped it. You know what I mean? Um, the question is, though, he throws it about 100 miles an hour every time he throws the goddamn ball. How much does that hurt in three degree weather? Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like we've all played baseball and like hit one side of the bat. Right. and feel Ooh, that look, fucking, I can that, feel dude. that pain Oops. right now. Yeah, it's the worst, right? That's got to be like every time you catch a football in that weather, yeah. I would imagine. I've never caught a football in three-degree weather, nor have I ever, you know what I mean, I didn't want to. But, uh, like, still, at the end of the day, I think the Bills are the better team on paper. You know what I mean? And, uh, I st- again, the Patriots are another team that I still think is another year or two away, like kind of like what you are saying for the Raiders, like great season. You know what I mean? You got as far as you did. Good job. Uh, here's the punch. Try it out. This is what the playoffs taste like. Now get the fuck out. This is my opinion. I think the Bills kind of win this game. I don't, I think the Bills probably win this game by like double digits. Like I don't, I don't think it's like a blowout by any means. Like it always feels like the Patriots can come back, but they just never do, you know? Well, that I think it's, it's a
2: closer of game fire. than that. I, I think I say the Bills win. Digits, I'm
1: not saying 30. I'm saying like 14, 17, you know what I mean? Like in that room.
2: Yeah. Michael go Patriots with the plus of four points, but I think the bills are going to win. I just think it's going to come down to a last second drive. You know what I mean? I think it is going to be that close or mm-hmm. a backdoor cover. Like the bills are going to be up like 10 in the fucking um, Patriots. will get a late touchdown. It's going to be close. Like
1: yeah. I, I said, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a blowout in any stretch of the means, but I also think the bills are just that much better.
0: Yeah. I'm going to put it at six or seven points here. I'm going to go Bills minus four now.
1: Nice. Go. I think so.
0: That sounds about right. All right. Let's move on to Sunday. We've got the Eagles going into Tampa Bay to play the Bucks. Bucks are eight and a half point favors here. Over under is sitting at 46. Jordan, where are you going with this one?
2: Man, this is a game I think is going to be a blowout, dude, because the Eagles are 0-8 against winning teams this year. They're not good. They don't play well from behind, and if they can't run the ball, they're not good. Well, they got to face Tampa, who's the number one rush defense DVOA team in the league, and you got to face arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, someone that's been there, done that. I just – you know, the Eagles had a nice season, dude, similar to the Raiders, the – the Eagles had no business being in the playoffs. They had a lot of fortunate things go their way, but yeah, the they Bucks played a shit schedule. Their. A yeah. dog, sh- oh, dude. They played a shitty schedule, and then they played those <coughs> shitty teams on backup quarterbacks or third string yeah, quarterbacks. Like, on. and one of them. They joke. played a guy from a practice squad didn't even get to practice. I mean, it's a
1: joke game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I-, I think the Bucks absolutely dominate here. This is best bet material. Bucks minus eight and a half.
1: Yeah, it's. I feel like. You know, they added the extra playoff team, right? Gave the only one just for this reason. So that like the second playoff team still plays a game. So the NFL still gets money, but it's a fucking dog shit blowout. You know what I mean? So the team that's the number two seed still—it's like a first-round bye, because the Bucks can probably bench everyone at fucking halftime and still win by fucking twenty. Like this game's gonna be over quick, dude. Yeah. Like the Bucks put up forty-one last week when everyone's talking about all the distractions from AB, and it was all in the first. second
2: half too. They were losing. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they only were only they were up losing by like for six a little in the bit the first right? half. <laughs> it almost looked like
1: they were trying too hard to like prove it, right? But it almost felt like after that, like it was almost a relief that AB wasn't was gone you know what i'm saying like uh they got gronk back involved and like dude that guy's a monster Who's gonna cover involved gronk? all year though yeah but i mean he's been out
2: well well he was while well, he was back well now they yeah. really have to get him involved because aside from mike evans he's really tom brady's only set, next reliable like target a, yeah. yeah
1: it's just like the patriots teams of old dude fucking you get you have gronk and then other guys you know what i yep. mean like he's used to it you know what i'm saying so, but this time he's got better other guys, you know. I'm so saying like Mike Evans, Fournette's supposed to be back as well. Um, so yeah, I think this is a blowout. I think this is not close. Uh, this is the first game on Sunday, right? It's it's crazy too, yeah, Eddie, because you were,
2: about, um, you were talking about you uh, were talking about what you call it. Like matchups, and like this couldn't have been a better matchup for the Bucks, dude. Like right, in the yeah. first round, dude. Like they
1: literally, yeah. It's the NFL, everything given the always Bucks goes. To,
2: everything always goes Tom Brady's way, dude. And right, this is right. like the I perfect agree. matchup for them.
1: Yeah, yeah dude. I, I mean, we'll get into like the next round and stuff like that too. But like, yeah, this is a perfect scenario for the Tampa Bay Bucks, 100. Yeah. You know I,
0: I'm impressed with Philly this year though. They did a lot of they did a lot of stuff that we didn't think that they were gonna do, which that is true, which is impressive. I mean, uh Hertz hasn't been great, but he's been adequate um being a starter. I think he can he can definitely work in the offseason. Um, I mean, Goddard has been absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, I think another year with Devontae Smith is gonna be great. Gainwell kind of took a step up. Miles Sanders has been you know impressive um you know when he's hasn't been hurt so like i i definitely am impressed with what the eagles have done this year but
2: oh for sure i, I'm I like mean definitely better guys. than don't we all a chance. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we, we also didn't think like they would play
1: six seasons against episodes, backups. Dude, we put them at like fucking yeah. first round pick. yeah
2: well i mean they were on pace to do it until they got to face all backup quarterbacks and it was like all
1: right well they didn't play the softest schedule in the league dude or yeah, seconds off too. the schedule. Yeah. Sorry. You know what I mean, it's like give me a fucking break. This and 8 like, winning teams, teams dude. Yeah. and like, 8, bro. Come on, dude. Like give me a fucking. That's got to be the most pathetic stat I've ever heard, dude. Owen 8 <laughs> against dude. winning teams, except for the fact that like I've seen a team go fucking undefeated against the rest of the league and lose every game against their own division. I've seen that before. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that wasn't the Broncos? No, no, that would be the Raiders. Jay Cutler,
1: that would be the Raiders.
2: Because uh, I remember that one year the Raiders were eight and zero, and they were six and zero, or eight and eight, and they were six and zero in their division.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fun year. That was the Tom Cable year. Uh, but they missed the playoffs. <laughs> they fucking yep. stank, dude.
2: 99 percent of the time, if you go six and zero in your division, you're in the playoffs.
1: You're probably the number one fucking seed, dude.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know well, I mean. I'm almost sure the Cowboys. We'll get to them <laughs> Yep.
0: Well, we're getting to them right now because we're all on uh on the bucks here, and that leads us to the 49ers going into Dallas to play the Cowboys. Um, uh, I think this is gonna be the most interesting uh game of the day here for Sunday. Other two are, are pretty uh pretty already written in stone but uh we've got the 49ers heading into dallas dallas is three point favors over under is at 51
1: points here oh dude i love this game i'm glad that this is the 4 30 game so that i can go do other shit in the morning because i don't really want to watch that Bucks Eagles game because that's going to stink uh and i can get home in time to watch this game because this is like You know, we've been talking about matchups this whole time because basically once you get in the playoffs, it's all about matchups. And it's a perfect, like, what you do bad, we do good. What you do good, we do bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's absolutely perfect. Jordan, you alluded to it before uh, we started recording the podcast that you think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. I definitely agree with you. And I can't wait to see Diggs go against Debo Samuel. And, like, Samuel, to have, like, over 300 yards because that dude stinks. I Can't
0: wait that this game is on Nickelodeon and we get to watch uh SpongeBob uh do the coin flip. And uh, every time I'm someone scores a touchdown, it, it's going to be the slime slime zone.
1: It's like the only way to get my you. daughter to watch football. There we go. There we go.
2: Love <laughs> you. Yeah, now this is a this is going to be definitely a good game, dude. I think it's going to be a close game, I think it's going to be a high scoring game uh there's a lot of questions about both these teams dude i mean the cowboys outside of their division only six and five on the year and they really didn't have any good wins outside of their division except for the chargers um the ra- the niners though on the same on the same on the same scale outside of the rams who you know kyle shanahan owns sean McVay, like he wins every time they face the niners didn't have you know any really Great wins outside of uh Minnesota, I would say, is probably their next best win in Cincinnati too. In Cincinnati, that was a good win.
1: That was a good win.
2: Jimmy G comeback game, <laughs> but I think this game for the Niners really depends on Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he going to be that Jimmy Garoppolo in the first half against the Rams, or is he going to be that Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the game against the against the Rams? You know what I mean? That was a tail. That that one game was a. The tail of Jimmy G, dude. The first half, only right. 82 total yards as a team. Second half, balled the fuck out. The Cowboys, though, are a very underrated defense, dude. And they're getting healthy at the right time. Michael Parsons, arguably defensive player of the year this year. I think he's going to be huge. Um, but I dude, Dallas is a they're bad against the run. 16th DVOA against the run, number two against the pass. The Niners don't, they're the Niners are a run first team. And same thing with the Niners on defense. Niners are good against the run, bad against the pass. And that's what Dallas does well. Dallas passes well. Yep. So this is that's why I like the over in this game because both these defenses don't do what the other team is very good at. And I think that's going to be the difference in the game. And I think this game is going to come down to who makes which quarterback makes the least amount of mistakes. That's the team that's going to win this game. So I'm going to go with the better quarterback. I'm going to take Dallas minus three. Give me Dak Prescott.
1: Yeah, I I agree with uh, pretty much everything you said there, um, except for uh, I think the Niners offense is far superior than the Dallas defense, even with Michael Parsons in there, just because like you have the Debo effect, dude, like he can literally do everything. He's even like dropping dimes like when they came back in the second half last week is because they just decided, fuck it, we're going to give it to Debo every play you know what i mean and that's what they really should be doing plus they have uh eli mitchell who just dom he just shreds teams dude Like, because he's like a one cut guy he gets through he's hitting the second level on every run um cowboys struggle to stop the run they have a great pass rush parsons is a monster in the pass rush i 100 agree with you um well they're bad at stopping the, the run the-
2: against everybody but the eagles <laughs> who are the best right, rushing right. team in the league yeah
1: <laughs> Right, yeah, 100%. And on top of that, I don't trust any team that's coming out of the NFC East, too, because at the end of the day, they still got to play the fucking Giants twice, they got to play the football yeah, I mean, that's twice. The, yeah, that's the I mean? biggest
2: question mark about the Cowboys is, like, do we trust them? Because they – I mean, they beat the shit out of their division. Like, we're talking, like, they yeah, won by over 20 should. points a game, dude. Every <laughs> every but every then it's every like – right. And then, but then it's like outside of that, it's like okay, who do they beat? Yeah, they beat up on no the one. fucking Falcons. Cool, like right, great yeah, wins. They lost they like
1: yeah. they they lost to Tampa. They lost to um the Cardinals, Raiders, I mean, the best. Uh, the, but they lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Cardinals, like the top, like the higher echelon teams, right? Um, Basically, every team like, in the
2: playoffs they lost to right. except for the Patriots, except except for the Eagles and they the Patriots. Beat the Patriots.
1: Yeah right. They beat the Patriots, which they won by six, right? So that was a close time, yeah. game until yeah, the overtime touchdown, right? Um, but like you take and like they've had wins against like the Panthers. They yeah, they beat the Chargers, but like that was a fucking even number week. So they we should have lost to that, that, to that game, play. actually. Yeah, it's even number week too So you knew the Chargers were losing. Um that was week two, we didn't know that yet. We that is true, we didn't know <laughs> that. But like I don't I just don't trust the Cowboys defense, dude. Like um and i agree with you in like the turnover thing like it's going to be whoever can control the ball but the one difference is if jimmy's having a bad game the niners are just going to turn around and give the fucking ball to anybody behind him you know yeah. what I mean? So they have another way of winning. Like Dak yeah, has if, to be the man this week. You know what I'm saying? But like well, you Dak know Dallas to is gonna well.
2: you know Dallas is gonna stack the box and force Jimmy to make throws, dude. Yeah, but he has to be able he to tried make stack can, throws. He can, everyone's
1: tried stacking he can,
2: the box. Because he's though, got
0: he's got Kittle, he's got now IUK is playing well, and hmm. you've got Debo there. So All he's right. got that option. Yeah, but and Dallas, Dallas is check. Dallas is a run
2: number Number two against the past, so thats what they do well, and they're number yeah, one against, against tight quarterbacks.
1: True, they that's haven't played anybody fucking worth a damn. Well,
2: no, dude, they—they they held fucking the Chargers to seventeen points. I mean, they in week two. It's not their. It's not because their it a long
1: time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah,
2: man. if it, I mean, this is, dude. I mean, obviously, these two teams mirror each other. Like that's what I'm saying. That's why I love the over. This is gonna be a close game. Yeah, I just I don't see I've never if you ask me I'm not gonna bet on Jimmy Garoppolo dude but I just can't do it I'm,
1: I'm not gonna bet on Jimmy Garoppolo either but I'll bet on fucking Debo and Mitchell yeah but someone's gotta throw Nick, Debo the Bosa. ball <clears throat> Debo can no, throw it to he, his fucking he, self he at this run point it. dude yeah you know what I'm saying like
0: he can be the, the QB he can run the, the ball like
1: he has been doing it all year yeah he's literally <laughs> everything dude the
2: biggest difference from the Rams' defense and the Cowboys' defense, though, is that the Cowboys' defense is top-notch against the pass, dude. Like they shut everybody's pass game down. San Francisco they run the ball very well. That they have to run the ball well, but Jimmy's mm-hmm. gonna have to make some plays, dude. Because of course this is a playoffs, dude. Dallas is gonna they're gonna game they're gonna game plan around that. They're gonna make Jimmy have to make plays. But he didn't when- in the second half
1: and even if they do though dude like the niners can still run on them like teams have been putting eight nine in the box for the last six seven weeks and they're still gashing everybody dude like that run system is just like perfect like there's no other way to explain it like they can run the ball on literally anyone because i think that as far as a run stopping defense, the Rams have a better run stopping defense. Yeah, but the, than the, the Cowboys, Cowboys also score you know a lot, though, saying?
2: so that they're going to force the Niners to have to score.
1: I mean, Niners were down seventeen to nothing at one point last week. You know, what I'm saying, yeah, without I a mean, doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the, two I turnovers, though. Still, I mean, you gotta do I'm a saying, dude to fucking get big in it. You know, that's
2: why That's why this game's gonna come down to whichever quarterback doesn't make mistakes. Because if Dak doesn't make mistakes, the Niners are gonna have to put up points. So, you know, that, this game's gonna be a high scoring game. Yeah, I like I the like Cowboys the minus a three, dude. but I really like the over. Yeah,
1: I like the fucking Niners money line here, dude. I'll take the three <laughs> points. Like, I'm obviously taking the three and a half because, like, I, I also don't
2: like half. that. I don't like that eighty percent of money is on San Francisco right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, but I mean
2: that's all because of last week's game. That's I know, all. But the, that's that people who as don't we've seen know... this year, as we've seen. Uh, yeah, this is all the people that don't know are putting money on the Niners. That's my that's my point. Is this is a uh, a casual bet game? That's
0: also that's also the people who do know. That's that's more than just your casual better is eighty percent there.
2: Uh, uh you bet against the public, 75% of the time this year, you're making money. Yeah, I, we'll see. We'll see saying, how dude, I think, this one comes to.
1: I said before the year I love the Niners. And I'm fucking right with it, dude, because that team is still so fucking good, dude. And they're getting better. They're getting healthier. We have
2: a lot to work on in the offseason. They lost to the Titans. But <laughs> Titans well, the were number, not like everybody.
1: N- you say they lost to the Titans, the number one seed in the AFC?
2: Yeah, but the Titans were without everybody, like they were literally down to like and they still got the number one seed. They beat a lot yeah, of teams without... the Cowboys hey, fucking Henry. The Titans are another example of a team that played a dog, and shit the Titans schedule. are better
1: than like 90% of the teams the fucking Cowboys played, even without everybody. So, like it is what no, it is, dude. dude. The Titans, yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to this. Uh the last game on Sunday. Here we've got the Chiefs. Hosting the Steelers. Chiefs are 12 and a half point favors uh, being at home. So, neutral field, we're saying nine and a half points. Over under is sitting at 46. Just like Jordan, you were saying the over is going to hit here or hit in the last game. I think the over is going to hit in this game as well. I think Chiefs can hit the over by
1: themselves. The offense has been playing that way. That's for Steelers sure. Are, their
0: defense has not been. Uh, up to par where they previously were these
1: last two years. Is Hill back? Is he playing? Does he practice this week? That I don't Do we know. I know he's been. He was out last week, right? Uh, um, with the leg injury shoot. or hurt his leg last week. I questionable. should say. Right. I mean, I don't think they really need him to be honest. But limited practice on Thursday.
2: I think obviously the, it doesn't hurt. The one thing that worry that concerns me about this game is like Ben Roethlisberger comes out and he's like yeah, we don't really have a chance in this game. Like, you know, we're happy to be here. And that's yeah, kind of like, scary, dude, because they're playing with house money because agree. literally nobody no, expects them to win this game, dude. Like nobody. Like we, we said nobody expects the Raiders to be in the playoffs and win. Dude, literally 0% of people expect the Steelers to be here and win this game. Like even the city of Pittsburgh doesn't expect them to win this game. Okay. And that <clears throat> Not is very. That's scary, up. I mean, who's their backup running back? He was running better than Najee Harris. What was his name?
1: Oh, Bailey Snell?
2: Yeah, dude. He was he was crushing it on Sunday, bro. He was running hella hey, well. He sounds
1: stinks, dude.
2: Dude, he was running That's better than Najee's ever back. run all year. Najee would be averaging like 2.7 <laughs> yards a carry. Uh, oh, and you
1: fucking run behind that line, you get the ball 30 fucking down. He had 12 grand.
2: carries for 22 yards. Oh uh, <laughs> must have been like one run then that he busted it. I mean, dude, the As Steelers are was a, nine. The Steelers so. are a, a dog shit team, dude. But yeah. they're playing Juju's with house back. money, Juju. dude. Juju is not back. I heard they he was act- back at practice. They activated today. him off IR. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I thought he was back at practice today.
2: Yeah, I know is they activated him. I just don't know if he's playing. Right, let me see here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Juju Smith practiced Thursday, but Mike Tomlin indicated that a determination is yet to be made as the White House readiness for game action in advance of the Steelers playoff opening.
1: Yep. I, this be real, dude. Like Steelers, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs first off. Right? No, nah, they don't at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, the team they they haven't been that good all year, but at the same token, they won three of their last four games to get here. You know how they won three of the last four? I have no fucking clue. Uh, one of those losses and the the one loss there was a thirty six to ten beatdown uh, by the Chiefs. Um, does NKC. that get repeated in KC? So we're going right back to the same place. Uh, but I will fix. I've given Tomlin a lot of shit on this show for like the year and a half that we've done this almost two years now, like this is the fucking best coaching job this dude's ever done. You know what I'm saying? Like he has done an absolutely amazing fucking job with this dog shit of a roster with this quarterback who fucking stinks, who with a defense that's been in and out of injuries all year. Like it's pretty amazing what they what they've done um that defense is good but the chiefs get rid of the ball too fast for watt to really have uh any kind of an impact like that's why the chiefs beat teams that have like that rely on a good pass rush with their front four because they get rid of the ball too fast or Mahomes gets out of the pocket uh and then they play i think it's going to be
2: important for the chiefs to run the ball too dude because the steelers haven't been able to stop the run
1: yeah and i mean can they run the ball yeah they haven't yeah, really I mean, they run the ball Kansas
2: City's been running the ball a lot better lately.
1: With Hilaire out, which is And Hilaire will be back in. He is not so missing this. No, now they can't They just got to keep again. giving Warriors. it to Gore, dude. Yeah. But they don't. They, I mean, if I said at the beginning of the year, too, that I thought McKinnon was going to be a monster in this offense. He comes in and plays like the last two weeks. He's been playing really well, and they were going to put him right back on the bench, dude. He's like a perfect prototypical Andy Reid-type running back. I don't know why give that dude's not touches, in all the fucking though. time. He should be their number one dude. Just give—he like fucking Darren Sproles back there, just not as strong.
0: Yep. Spur's averaging hit... five out five yards per carry
2: too, so <laughs> they really do have to <sighs> get that running game going. They
1: they better hope Hilaire plays because that dude stinks.
2: Nah, Hilaire's nice, dude. Yeah, nah, he just got to get his—he just got to get his legs back, bro. Nah,
1: Hilaire's not good. At least Wait, so we're all, we're all, Are somewhere.
2: we all on shoes here? Because I'm like. I like the Chiefs but dude I'm I'm kind of no, tempted I'm on to Pittsburgh. take the Steelers.
1: I'm on Pittsburgh. No, I can't I can't Pittsburgh. take I can't give a team 12 and a half points in a playoff game, dude. Yeah, um, but it's
2: the Steelers, as, dude. They can't, can't throw the they, ball. I know.
1: As bad as they are though, they fucking keep games they close. They can't stop you know the throw either. They're able to keep Bro. games
2: close. All right, I'm on know. Chiefs here just because yeah. I'm not fucking betting on Ben Raplesburger. I mean, Raplesburger
1: i mean look at this way the nfl did do the world a favor keeps those young lovely ladies safe for another week you know it looks like this is my lucky day i'll take the rapists for 200 that's therapists
2: do you like sports yeah do you like beer Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me,
0: Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast.
2: Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fixed, Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info.
0: All right, we are back. Make sure to check out the Taproom Sports Podcast coming out every Monday where we drink some great beers and review the week in sports. We'll definitely be talking about these games here coming in on Monday. But let's move to Monday Night Football. We got the Cardinals going into L.A. to play the Rams. Rams are four-point favors here. Over-under is sitting at 49.5. And, and since Cardinals
2: are your team, Jordan, we are throwing this over to you. And I, I hate starting when the Cardinals are playing, but, um, I mean, I think this is a, this is an interesting game and the Cardinals, are like they really haven't been healthy since like week seven and they're starting to get healthy when Rodney Hudson plays they're eight and three this year and he's going to be playing this game. So that's a benefit for them when Kyler Murray runs the football, like I'm talking design quarterback runs, the Cardinals are unbeatable, and the times they've done it the most was against the Cowboys in Dallas and against the Rams in Los Angeles. Rush for over 200 yards, and a majority of that was Kyler Murray. When they're able to run the ball 30 times or more a game, they're undefeated. They haven't lost a game. So that's going to be super important for the Cardinals in this game. They're going to have to run the ball, and specifically they're going to have to get Kyler involved in running the ball because that's when they're much better running the football. Now, the one thing that we talked about in some of the other games that I want to talk about in this one is turnovers because the team that doesn't have turnovers or has the fewest turnovers is going to win this game. And that is going to be the most important thing, which is why I'm going to take the Cardinals with the points because I don't trust Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford in big games doesn't win.
1: I mean,
0: uh, how can you really say that though? He's playing his career with, with the Lions, the Lions.
2: Yeah, he had Calvin Johnson one of those years in the playoffs. I mean, it's not like that's he true. had like a dog shit team. He's that's just who he is. And like we saw it against San Francisco, dude, he crumbled under pressure through two big interceptions, cost them, which cost them basically. Yeah, and in the games they do player. win, he doesn't turn the ball over. Like when they went through that three game losing streak, he had five interceptions. So yeah. it's going to be important for the Cardinals. And now they're getting healthy, dude. Like, you're getting J.J. Watt back. You're able to play these guys. You're getting both your starting cornerbacks, which haven't played in the last three weeks. I mean, this this is the best time to get healthy for the Cardinals. And when they're fully healthy, they were a top-five defense DVLA. You know what I mean? So
1: Is Watt playing?
2: Yeah, he practiced today. He's he playing, did, dude. Right? Yeah. Okay. They're, their are listing him is questionable, but he's definitely oh, of course. playing. Dude. He said he's playing,
1: right? Of course, their list is questionable. That's a given.
2: Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I like the I like the Cardinals here with the points, dude. I don't know if they're gonna win. I like them to win this game. I think this is a good matchup. I mean, it's, I would have liked to seen the Eagles, but you know, I don't. We don't get that privilege. But I think this was a good matchup for them, dude. Other than the yeah. fact that McVeigh only has one loss against them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i this is like the first time i can remember maybe in nfl history that a team deliberately lost on in week in the last week of the year so they didn't have to play a home game like <laughs> only they deliberately
2: it, lost but they definitely sat guys out that could have played last week
1: right like they they lost on purpose because they stink at home dude like that it's it's i it's so weird to me to see it. it's such a a split difference right of home and away um being home the negative in a way the positive um, yeah well but, the cardinals uh,
2: are like the raiders dude they're they're a transplant city and that's where people go to see their away team play like if, yeah. if you're a seahawks fan same with LA. and you're in the and you're yeah and same with la well and the fact that la didn't have a fucking nfl team for like 25 years right. that kind of hurt too but right now they have two <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I I, I I mean that's why the Cardinals aren't good. I would assume that in the playoffs you would get more of a home field advantage because like your city wants to rally around you and like that's just how it is in the in the playoffs. But I do agree they're a much better road team.
1: And you made a point earlier too about Kyler Murray running. Like I think a lot of him not running throughout the year was Kingsbury learning from his mistakes um from last year because last year they let the playbook fly right and kyler got hurt and when kyler got hurt the team fell apart they were terrible because he is the team right um so i think this year he was kind of like holding back on letting kyler get loose and against the cowboys he let him get loose and you know what i mean and then um so I think you're going to see a lot more of Kyler running the ball. Uh, you're going to see a lot more QB draws. Uh, you're to, and plus, with the running game that they have in Connor, uh, closer to the red – in the red zone and um, – what's the Edmonds, right? Yeah. What's his name? What's, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a monster. Chase Edmonds. He's, he's nice, dude. Like a pass catching, like back just to get back really, really quick. Not having Hopkins on the field is going to stink. Um, But at the same time, Ramsey shuts him down every time, right? So it's not a huge loss in this game, in my opinion, that Hopkins isn't out there. Um, Plus, now they have Zach Ertz, him and uh, Murray got something going. And you mentioned the defense getting healthier. Like, the Rams aren't getting any better, right? They didn't get anybody back. Uh, Cam Akers coming back might help but I mean the dude tears his Achilles and he's back by the end of the year that seems like I don't think he's near even 70 percent so that's not really gonna I don't think he's gonna be a huge factor Rams can't run the ball which is a huge issue um, Sony Michelle has been like okay but he's not um, a three down back you know what I'm saying they brought him in to be the receiving back now he's thrust into having to be the every down back not a good look, and that's a lot of pressure on Stafford, dude. Like, yes, he has Cooper Cup, which is nice. Yes, he has Odell Beckham, but when they lost Robert Woods, this offense fell apart. Clearly, he like Woods was a very big distraction um, part piece of this offense. With him gone, like, like Odell doesn't run those same routes. He doesn't draw the same attention. Um, Stafford has to play a perfect game. I don't trust him. I don't trust him to. He has like what? He has like five. Is it? Five picks in his last two games, right? And yeah,
2: real quick, I do want to just touch on the thing you said about Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, huge key to this game. LA Rams, fourth worst team against tight ends.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's, it makes sense, right? Because you look at the strength of the Rams defense. We're going to look at their defensive line with Von Miller and um, Ramsey. That's it. Ramsey, yeah. Von <laughs> Miller back Donald. week, though.
0: What's up? What's up? Rams Rams kept Kittle back last week though. five receptions for a whole ten yards. But
1: I, I think that was more that Debo was just getting getting loose. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Kittle in that last drive, their touchdown drive, um, didn't he? He had two catches in that drive, like big catches, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's to be honest, the six. whole Niners team oh, got really? shut out until okay, like the fourth mind. quarter, dude. Yeah. yeah.
0: Five catches and, like, for ten yards, average of two yards per catch. His long was
1: six. Okay, so I'm wrong there. Um, so the thing with the Rams, I, I, like we know exactly what the Rams are. You know what I'm saying? That you're going to need to get pressure on Kyler. But that's like the one thing that, that Kyler does is he can get out of the pocket. I don't think the, the Rams, or not the Rams, the Cardinals can do like a drop back style and let Kyler figure it out they have to be doing motions they have to be getting moving them around there's got to be a lot of screens involved like get Christian Kirk the ball early let him run Um, get AJ Green involved early I mean he is the veteran right he's played playoff games before I think that's Uh, why running the ball
2: is so important for the Cardinals is because it does alleviate the pass rush if you're able to run the ball because then the defensive line has to respect the run and they're not able to just Blitz up field all game. And that's why. Yeah,
1: I agree.
2: It's definitely important for them to run the ball. That's why the first matchup they dominated because they were able to run the ball for over 200 yards.
1: Yeah, like I think this is a better matchup for the Cardinals than it is for the Rams, in my opinion.
2: Um, I agree with that. I definitely agree with the, that because the, last game when the when the Rams won, you know they were playing a very very banged up Cardinals defense. I mean the Cardinals were down like six starters in that game on defense. You know what I mean. And the uh, Cooper Cup and uh, OBJ kind of went off, dude. They had good games. Matt Stafford had a good game, but now they're healthy,
1: so now it's a different. I think different... still has a good game for all, forever. for like all sake of purpose. I mean, like, he's I had a good Cup game every good game. game, every week, dude. You know right. what I mean? Like the key he is did... the, as weird as it sounds, OBJ is going to be the key because if you lock him down. Like the, then I think Cooper Cup's like, yeah, he's going to be the guy that 10 catches, 100 yards, whatever. Like he's going to get his. But if you can keep OBJ out of the end zone and keep him locked down, that's going to be the key. Cause like Stafford's going to have to get yards somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So, let it all go to one side of the field because at least then you can get your defense circling that one side of the field. If you need be, you know what I mean? Like you can push cup into certain situations to where he's going to take the shorter route to get it open and stuff like that. But if you can lock o- Odell out, that's the key for me for this, for the Cardinals defense. Cause they're not, Rams are going to run the ball. Rams can't run the ball. I don't think they run the ball very well. um I mean, that's so, what like, they
2: like to do though. They like to run the ball.
1: Yeah. And I like fucking Subway, but like sometimes I just can't get it. You I know don't know like anybody? Subway. Yeah. Subway is nah, nasty. I, <laughs> <be> honest, <laughs> that shit stinks. But
2: so are we um, all on Cardinals here?
1: Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm on Cardinals money line, dude. And I'm just gonna let you know that. And like, uh, I think the Cardinals they win not jinx my team. I think they dude. win it out. I'm not jinxing it, dude. They're the better. Fucking... I just think that they are a terrible matchup for the Rams. This sucks
2: because I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. Yeah,
1: I told I picked them to get to the Super Bowl. So. Actually, no, I lied. I picked Thanks
2: the Washington me. football team.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah yeah we'll, 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 that'll come up later in the year. But the uh, whole my Washington AFC team's still
2: alive team though. It. My AFC team live as could be. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so that's my I'm taking I'm taking the Cardinals for the sake of this little segment. I will take them with the points just so I can have that little cushion. But like I said, I like money line. Dude. All
0: right. All right. So those were our six games for wild card weekends. We got to remember that we have uh Green Bay and we have the Titans sitting oh, yeah. and waiting.
1: Yeah, before we move on, like how much bullshit is it that they gotta play on Monday?
2: I think it's. I, I mean, that. I think it sucks Kinda going weird. forward, but I think it's good for the yeah, first round. Yeah, it's terrible
1: because the winner of this game has to go to fucking Lambo. You know what I'm saying? Like you get all no of the winner of a the Cowboys
0: week. Niners game goes to Lambo.
1: No, no, the winner of this game goes to Lambo because that's the one. The one next round plays the four or five. It, it reseeds,
2: so the the Packers face the lowest seed remaining.
1: Perhaps reseed. I didn't. Yeah. I know so
2: that. if uh. If the Niners win, they're going to go to Lambeau. If the Cowboys win, the Cardinals win, Cardinals go to Lambeau. If Niners win, or I mean, if um, Dallas wins, Rams win, then Dallas goes to Lambeau.
1: Uh, I didn't know the NFL received it. I thought it was just straight. It's, it's like new It, now. Like it used it, to be. That's it. okay. Interesting. Well, Either and then what they're gonna make them play on fucking Saturday then like
2: nah. probably that there's no way they do that. They gotta make them play on Sunday.
1: Yeah. No way they I would imagine. On Saturday. I would imagine That's the two, so fucked up. <laughs> I would imagine the two teams that had to buy play on Saturday, right?
2: And the only reason why they're playing on Monday is because ESPN and the contract gets the gets a right to the wild card game a while you know before it was two on Saturday, two on Sunday, but now you throw in an extra team, so you have to have a Monday game, and ESPN has the Monday night right, so they have to have a Monday night game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. I think you should do three and three, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. But there's only ESPN five games, though. Games. Is there five, games. six games? No, there's six games. Oh, there's six yeah, games. Oh, yeah Saturday there's two, three, and, three on six, two, three and one. They, yeah, they yeah but the I mean, Monday ESPN night,
2: wants though. that game where they're the only one showing, though. They don't want to fucking compete that's rating galore, dude. I guarantee yes, that Monday I mean, night game. I I guarantee that Monday night game. Eddie is going to be the most watched game of the playoff of history.
1: But it'll be the most watched game because the Mannings are doing a broadcast. So, are they doing one for the playoffs? Yeah, they got the the Mannings are. You have a Manning cast for uh, Monday night. Fuck yeah! Hey,
2: I will say this about the
1: Manning cast. I love I it. Think it's dope, dude but it got it, it got worse
2: as it progressed throughout the year like the first game was like the best manning cast for sure yeah. and then it progressively got worse
1: i just think they need to stick to football people don't bring nah, in- it doesn't
2: even matter about i i just feel like they got like so off of talking football because they because a lot of their guests to begin with were good but In between the guests, like you had Peyton Manning acting like he was John Gruden and shit. And that was hella, it was entertaining. Plus he knows football, right? So it was like entertaining. Plus it was factual, dude. Like it was um, knowledgeable.
1: And then Manning was calling people slurs uh, on the, on the, on the cast. (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. He's just pretending he was in in Derek Carr's
2: ear and shit. But that was good, and then as they progressed throughout the show, I I feel like it got less and less about football and more and more about the guests that they had on, and they kept guests on longer and longer. And like the Aaron Rodgers segment, I don't know if you caught that one either of you guys, but that one was great, dude, phenomenal. But then you get guys on that like like Draymond Green, and it was like
1: right, that's what I mean. It was cool, but it wasn't about the football game, like David Letterman
2: yeah but i will weird. i will also say they had a lot okay. of bad games too <laughs> like some of the games they had were really that's bad
1: fair. <clears throat> that's fair anyway sorry was we going on a tangent there but but if y'all right, haven't watched the main
2: cast definitely watch it to all the listeners out there there we go it's definitely better yeah, than hearing on the to, fucking uh, monday night crew that they normally have that shit fucking sucks how do you really feel here? Oh, what? Hold on one second. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. Did oh, you guys, oh, Jesus. Did you guys both watch the Broncos versus Chiefs game on Saturday? Yeah. And Kirk Herbstree and, um, and, um, what's his name? No. Kirk Herbstree and, uh, oh, I had him muted dude. Dude, that was. The best football broadcast, like they need really? to put those two guys on the NFL, too. Like, they're they kill college, but they need to put them on the NFL, man.
1: Yeah, no, I had not muted, I didn't hear it, unfortunately. All
2: right, we, we good to move on? We're good. Yeah.
1: I, I love, I sure. love one more thing. No, I'm just playing. I'm just, I played. love, yeah.
2: bro- <laughs> I love broadcasts, man. Shout out to John Madden. Boom!
0: All right. We're moving away this time from the football, at least the games itself. And we're going to be moving over to fantasy. So we've got uh, we've got uh, one of our last fantasy weeks. Well, I mean, we're going to continue to do this throughout the playoffs here. Uh, but it's going to be a little tougher and tougher as we have uh, only a few teams left. Last week, Eddie took the W with 127.44 points. Jordan came in second at 104.5, and I came in third at 101.76. So that puts Eddie up front at 890.2 points. Jordan's in second with 877.96. And yeah, I was like the first time Eddie him.
2: ever won,
1: too.
0: Yeah, and you were talking so much about how you were gonna destroy us
1: this last week,
2: destroy us. I know.
1: But just uh, for Jordan to get cocky, and then you just yeah finish second.
2: Yeah. But dude, how did Eddie finish first place? And that dude, he, I swear to God, this is the first week he won.
1: No, dude, I've won like three weeks, man. And when you finish second every week, it seems like that's what happens. Yeah. And remember, I had like a one forty point week too
0: yeah and you guys didn't count my one dude that is fair
1: like at the same time like even (laughs) if like i win the league i mean unless i beat ben by like 50 i don't really count it because he fucking had like the best week of everyone it didn't count (laughs) yeah
0: that
1: is what it is so we're gonna pick a qb two running backs
0: three wide receivers a tight end a flex and a defense eddie you want
1: to go first since you were the winner Yeah, man. Um, So we're starting off with uh, Jordan mentioned it going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Uh, I felt the same way. So uh, I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo with my uh, first pick. Twenty two bucks. So it's decent value. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a good game man. like two, you know, two seventy three touchdowns. All the Debo. I can see it.
2: Two seventy three touchdowns. Jesus Christ. All right. Jordan, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with Kyler Murray is my quarterback, $32. I just think it's imperative that if the Cardinals are successful, he's going to be the reason why. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier. I think we all agree that the Cardinals probably are the better team. Um, So give me the, give me Kyler Murray, 32 bucks.
0: All right. I'm going to go uh, with the Cincinnati quarterback. I think uh, he's going to be making some deep passes here to Jamar Chase to t higgins to boyd so we're gonna go with joe burrow at 34 dollars. is
2: boyd playing
1: yeah. oh yeah yes higgins is the one with the foot injury but he's also playing um and then for like again staying with the same program we're taking eli mitchell with my uh first running back getting him at 20 bucks that's so a good value um and dude you give him the ball he gains five yards every time like Niners love to run. They're going to need to run to win this game. It just makes sense.
2: Nice. I'm going with uh, Damien Harris because Buffalo is 11th against the run. It's definitely the weakness of their team. And if the Patriots are going to have any chance, they're going to have to run the ball. So $22, Damien Harris, Damien Harris. Highest rated uh, PFF running back, by the way, throughout the whole season. This is true. All
0: right. I'm going to go cheap with my first running back. and. Uh... I don't think Cam Makers is going to make as big of a mark as uh, everybody kind of expects. So we're going to go Sony Michelle at
1: $19. You get a lot of pass catches. You're going to have to use them a lot. Um, so uh, moving over to that Bengals Raider game, uh, we're taking our only Raider for the week. Uh, we're going to take Josh Jacobs. Guy's been on fire, kind of like the Rashad Penny um, pick last week. Uh, he's just been hot. I've uh, been over a hundred ga- yards three of the last four games in this win streak. They're going to need him to have a big game if they're going to win. Um, and I think he I think he does, dude. Like even if we get down to the one because of a pass interference call, he's going to score at least. Nice.
2: My uh, second running back. I'm going Devin Singletary for twenty one dollars. In the last four games, my man has turned it up, averaging four point two five yards per carry, three hundred twenty four yards in four games getting much better um, rush attempts per game too. So I like Devin Singletary. The Bills are starting to run. That is the weakness of the Patriots defense. I'm
0: going to go with uh, Josh Jacobs uh, going up against Cincinnati. I think that's going to be one of the, uh, you know, really the only ways that uh, Las Vegas is really going to be able to move the ball um, at least consistently here. Um, So for 23 bucks, he's averaging 13.3 points per, per week. We'll go with Jacobs.
1: And uh, my most expensive player, I'm taking literally the most dynamic player in football, or at least in the playoffs left. Uh, we're going Debo Samuel, the other running back for the Niners. Um, I'd say thirty six bucks, but I mean, like I said, the a lot of Niners dog. Everything. You think
2: they're going to score sixty points right, or dude? what?
1: So you'll find out in best bet segment how what I feel about the Niners. But uh, yeah, uh, we're taking Debo Samuel here thirty six bucks. All right,
2: I'm gonna go with Marty Cooper for twenty dollars. He just Averages like seven targets a game, so he's gonna get the targets. You just gotta get the catches. San Francisco secondary sucks. Give me Amari Cooper here.
0: Going with Eddie. I think we got the tool, the dual threat here with Debo. Thirty six bucks. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He can throw the ball. Um, yeah. so he's he's a triple threat. Not I mean, even a dual threat. Triple yeah, threat, yeah, dude. I
1: don't like the Niners, dude, but I'd rock a Debo Samuel jersey. Like that is oh, yeah. so fucking dope. Absolutely. Um, so sticking with this game, um, I'm taking a different Cowboys receiver. I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb. Um, going for 23 bucks, uh, just a few bucks more than Amari Cooper. But uh, CeeDee's kind of been uh, Dak's favorite target, over 120 targets this year. Uh, doesn't really get in the end zone as much as I'd like to see, which is something that kind of worries me. But again, we all think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. So that means this will be a 3 nothing game.
2: Right, so I'm going to go with twenty-two dollars. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. for my second receiver. I think Cooper Cup's going to demand a lot of attention, which is going to leave Odell Beckham in some one-on-one situations. He's been getting, you know, over five targets a game, so he'll definitely get the opportunities here. He just got to haul a couple in. Give me OBJ for twenty-two.
0: Yes, I'm. Mean, I'm going expensive on my uh, wide receivers here, at least for the first two. Um, for thirty-one dollars, I'm going to go Jamar Chase. I think you can uh, pretty much guarantee he's going to have a thirty to forty-yard touchdown. You know, every game um, he's at least been playing that way. You know, consistently throughout this year. So, thirty-one bucks, Jamar Chase.
1: So I'm actually going to go with a Bengals receiver as well. But I'm going to take T. Higgins, who quietly had a thousand yards this year. Um, you know, you don't really hear too much about him. But before the year, I said he's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. The dude just gets open, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just a great route runner, um, can fight for the ball when it goes up, and he's going to be going against uh, Brandon Fassion on the other side because um, Hayward will probably be on um, Jamar Chase. So, and let's face it, there's a reason why everyone goes to him and not Hayward, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take T. Higgins, 21 bucks um, for the Bengals.
2: Nice. For $24, i am going to go with Hunter Renfro. He's uh, coming off some bad games, dude. You know, he's only had 32 yards, 40 yards, 76 yards, 13 yards. But one thing we pointed to earlier is that in this win streak, the Raiders have been running the ball very well. I think this is a game where they're going to have to throw the ball because, you know, they got to keep up with the Cincinnati Bengals. So I expect Renfro to get a lot of targets. So give me Hunter Renfro for $24.
0: And since I already spent $67 on my first two wide receivers, I had to go cheaper. Um, So for $11, we're going with Cole Beasley. I'm actually a little surprised that he's only 11 bucks, but
1: uh, I'll take it. Nice. Um, So uh, we mentioned him earlier when we were talking about the game. With my tight end, I'm taking Zach Ertz. Uh, 14 bucks, pretty good deal, uh, if you ask me. But he's going to have to be a big part of this game. You know, no Hopkins out there. Uh, Rams is going to be shutting down Kirk or AJ Green whichever one they decide to put him on and the you know the Rams linebackers aren't the best in coverage so um I expect a big game from Mertz. Uh he's been here before, has won a Super Bowl. So if anyone on the uh Cardinals, he has the most playoff experience. So I definitely like uh Zach Ertz here, especially for 14 bucks. Yeah, I'm
2: with you, dude. I'm going Zach Ertz for $14. The Rams are fourth worst team against tight ends, so I like Zachary's here. I think he's going to have to have a good game.
0: I'm going with Tyler Higby. I was impressed with uh, what he did last week against the 49ers. Um, and it seems like Stafford is really kind of pushing to him. And he is just motherfucking big. Um, and uh, I think that can can definitely, uh, you know, play into, you know, a successful week. So 14 bucks to Higby
1: and uh i lied earlier i said there's only one raider i'm taking i forgot that i added him on my flex so i had the extra money um so we're taking darren waller uh, for 22 bucks um you mentioned it before jordan that uh josh jacobs is going to be the focal point of the raiders offense i also think they're going to be putting a lot the reason renfro's been struggling is because a lot of defenses are targeting him because waller's been out right and then last week waller had a below average game only two catches on nine targets but he was open on three or four plays that car just missed him and i think that connection will kind of recover because they've had another week of practice together um and in the last game as well waller had over 100 yards in that game uh pretty much he brought the team back in the fourth quarter before all hell broke loose so um i'm gonna take darren waller here 22 bucks is my flex
2: nice I'm going to go with uh, big on my flex. I'm going to go $34 Joe Mixon. Um, you know, he got over 130 yards last time they faced each other. I think that the Raiders are going to be so keyed on that receiving core of the Bengals. I think it's going to open up some opportunities for Joe Mixon, not only to run the ball, but get catches out of the backfield. So, give me Joe Mixon, $34. That's
0: my flex. I'm going to go with uh, Christian Kirk, um, 16 bucks. I think it's a good value here. Um, with Hopkins out, they're gonna need to spread the field up. Um, you know, and if they do have uh, you know, they do have a run game going, I think they're gonna have to that that will open up the wide receiver and, and the passing game here. So we'll go Christian Kirk for 16 bucks.
1: Yeah, I can see him having over 100 yards and at least one touchdown if they could get a little play action going, you know. Yep. Um, I like Christian Kirk. He's one of my favorite, like low budget receivers. Yeah. Um, so my defense I had to go with Buffalo. Uh Patriots offense was one of the worst. It's kinda of, in my opinion, one of the worst offenses in this in the playoffs. Um, and that's you know, remove the Eagles and the Steelers because they both don't deserve to be there. Um, but uh <laughs> and it's gonna be so cold, dude. Three degrees out there, like Last time they just ran it every time. I don't think they'll be able to do that this time. I just like the Bills defense here. And it was only it was 18 bucks, actually, the most money I spent on defense all year. But give me the Bills.
2: I'm going to go spend $10 on my defense. I'm going to go with the Bengals, and I'm leaving a dollar left over. But give me the Bengals here just because I don't think the Raiders score a lot, dude. Their offense isn't that good. Um, so, yeah, man, give me the Bengals. Nice. And Eddie, you mentioned
0: it. Pittsburgh doesn't long in the playoffs here um so i don't think their offense is really going to do do much against kansas city here um so we're going to go kansas city defense for 16 bucks
2: all right all right all right all right it's that time of the night for the best bets of the week and last everyone week everyone needs to, to attention. So me, everyone. pay attention let everyone
1: pay attention
2: let me Tell y'all last week six and oh, first time in APR history we went undefeated in best bets. Uh, so just a quick recap Ben had Dallas minus seven, I was a W, and then he had Pitt money line, that was a W. Eddie had Raiders money line, yeah. of course, that was a W, and he had Bucks minus eight, that was a W. I had over 44 and a half Rams, San Francisco, that was a W, and I had Miami plus six and a half, that was a W. Six and oh. So, Ben, let's get it started. Where are you going this week? Not only 6 and 0, but that brought both
0: Eddie and I to 500 on that's our best right, bets. Dude. And it brought you back up to 17
1: and 18. Dude, as a so show on best, best bets, if you're riding the best, you're, if you're hitting it for the most part.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good shit there. Um, all right. So, for my two bets, I'm going to start this one off by going Tampa Bay minus 8.5 against the Eagles. Um, uh, I mean, Old Man River. Tom Brady is always going to be able to bullet Tom Brady and um, you know, and put up points here. And I, as we talked about earlier, I just don't see the Eagles putting up anything offensively against the, uh, the Tampa Bay defense, um, specifically their run defense. So we're going to go Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. And then for the second bet, I mean, you guys have just been talking about it all day, every day. Um, and we're going to go San Francisco Dallas over 51. Um, I, I think that's a, you know, Jordan, you've been raving about it all all night. You've been raving about it on Tap Room. Eddie's been talking about it all night. So I gotta I gotta listen to you guys, and uh, we're going with the go over. It's
1: like it.
2: Eddie. Where are like you it. at this week?
1: So I want to point out too that I gave you Raiders money line last week. Ben said Raiders money line. Oh no, it's not Raiders. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh money line. And Jordan was saying now oh, the Dolphins are going to win, right? So I took five bucks and put that all on a parlay. Paid me at 120 whenever wanted. So yeah. Hopefully you guys all the that too. Uh, So first bet that I'm taking this week, I'm taking the Raiders' first half money line at plus 160. Um, I do think that at least for a half, the Raiders defense will be able to slow down the Bengals. Get make the Bengals have to figure out what they need to do in the second half. Um in this win streak, the Raiders have been leading at halftime in all but one of those games. Um I do like the Raiders first half. Plus, like you all, everybody got to experience what it's like to be a Raiders fan. Second half, you have no fucking clue what's going to happen. So I'm just going to stick with the first half. Um, and then for my second game, taking the Niners game. I'm going to take the Niners plus three just because might as well uh, get the points while I can. But I'm telling you that I feel like the Niners are going to win this game. Um I think they're the better team right now than the Cowboys and uh, the Cowboys struggle at stopping the run. And that's literally what the Niners can do. Uh, and plus, if you do take a money line, it's only plus 140 right now. But I mean, it's plus money, you know, if you're betting on it. So I'm, but I'm going to take Niners plus three. Nice, man. I'm
2: going Cards first half money line. Uh, McVeigh has only lost one game when he doesn't lead by halftime, and that was last week against the Niners. So I think it's imperative that the Cardinals get up in the first half. And they've been able to do that throughout this year. They're top 10 in first half points. So give me Cards first half money line. And I'm going San Francisco-Dallas over 51. Um, you know, this is my favorite bet of the week. I love this bet. Absolutely love it. These two defenses are just... They do the absolute opposite of what the good offense does. So it's just such a contradiction that this over is just it just makes too much sense, dude. And I would honestly take it up to like 55 and a half, 56. I think it's going to I think it's going to be a shootout. I think this game is going to be a shootout.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go for it. Six and zero again. We definitely can do it. And I think we got some some good bets here to uh, you know to run that again. So, back to back weeks, I'm calling it. But that's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> I saw both of your eyes raised there, like, oh, fuck, that's not happening now. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, it's podcast. it's always
2: a bad thing when you're too confident because then it's like, it's that, it's that right. saying that always goes when something seems too easy, it never is, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's just how it goes. But, you know,
1: oh. I like think, I mean, dude, to be honest with you, like, I feel like are we been like I feel like we've kind of figured out the the season and throughout the year. Not saying that we nail every bet and we're the fucking greatest fucking pickers of all time, but like from the beginning of the year to now, I think just our rationale and what we're picking has has improved. The more we've watched the season unfold, so I would uh, hope so. Good about them too. I would hope we get better than worse. I mean, there's some shows out there that get fucking worse every week.
2: I mean, this. I mean, we can't not say this i mean this year has been very difficult because you know teams get hit by covid we don't even know about it until saturday sometimes even game day so you know this this year has definitely been a it's been a weird year it's been a roller coaster for sure um but i think we i think we've learned a lot dude and and more importantly than watching the games and understanding what teams do best and what they do worst I think following line movement and understanding the market has been what I've gotten better at throughout the year. So, following, you know, trends in the market, I think has benefited me at least in the in late in this season.
1: Yeah, I agree. Plus the trends on the show like when Jordan's like super confident and then Ben and I are on the other side, I feel very good about it because I just feel like it's <laughs> going to hit every time.
2: So I'm saying, do whenever you're confident whenever anyone's confident about something that's when they <laughs> turn to the worst,
1: dude. It's true. Uh but yeah, man, just like overall, man, I think we've had a good year, you know. To- considering too, like, let's be real, this is only the this is the first full season that we've actually done this, right? We didn't start APR until like what week four or week five last year, right? No, we yeah. had a full season last year. No, yeah, I don't we didn't a- did the Yeah, we did.
0: did we? Yeah, we had a rotating uh rotating staff for the first uh first few weeks. Yeah, Ben, I think Ben's uh, right.
1: I think we yeah, did start okay. on time. So, yep. yeah, this, but yeah, this really like feels like the first like full year we've done it. And I just think we're getting better, dude. So, yeah, we're excited sure. to see what the future holds. You know what I mean? Like, not saying that we're ever going to think we can be like the fucking the fucking greatest, but yeah, we can. Why time, not? Oh, we're going to be I the mean, greatest. I mean, I, if we can, but I'm just saying, like, I think it's like a good mixture of entertainment and fucking good knowledge. Uh, and, nope. and also, the other thing, since this is my minute anyway that I get because I fucking won, I might as well just keep going. <laughs> there we go, yeah, Eddie, go for
0: it. I'm not. Even the other thing too there. that I
1: like about what we talk about is we don't fucking recycle the same garbage bullshit that you hear on fucking all these radio shows. Like you can watch like three or four different radio shows and literally get the same information every fucking time, dude. Like, I'm so sick of it. Like, turning on and fucking like Jim Rome basically just says what everybody fucking says on ESPN, but turns it on his little fucking twist with his annoying ass voice. Is so, Jim Rome still so, around? Yeah, yeah, he's on uh, CBS Radio during the day. Oh, uh, shit. I didn't even know well, CBS a, Radio existed. <laughs> dude, it's, it's, and Reno, you know, that's all we get. We get CBS Radio and ESPN Radio, dude. And, like, two of the worst.
2: Oh, uh, uh, man. Just i download iHeartRadio and then you can listen yeah, to I, Fox Sports Radio
1: yeah i don't really i just listen to you just listen to whoever like I, rich eisen that's like my. i mean all here, these anyway. all,
2: all these national brands like espn and stuff like they all talk about the same things because that's what gets conversation going because right,
1: that's what people every, see
2: exactly well i mean i don't even think they necessarily want to see it it's just like it's easy to talk about the lakers it's easy to talk about the cowboys it's easy to talk about these big brands because they have so many fans dude
1: right and you just drive ratings right but it's the uh, part i'm saying is like every like game breakdown for each one they just talk about the same shit you know what i'm saying like it's all talking about the same players the same thing the it's same narrative coaching. based it's all the same dude like that's the one thing i appreciate about like the three of us we all come at our our thinking of football differently Facts. you know what i'm saying like Yep. it's all a different you know what i mean I, I don't think any one of us like has the same <laughs> topic that we want to bring up and they keep in mind we don't talk about what we're going to talk about before the show you yep. know what i mean like it's all kept to what we're going to talk about to ourselves so like the fact that we all bring up something different every time i think's very impressive agreed couldn't agree all right, more so, uh, right. uh, very,
0: very few times do i listening. agree
1: with you yeah dude <laughs>
0: Thanks for everybody out there for listening to the greatest football podcast uh, on the planet. From what it sounds like, <laughs> yes, shit. Yeah. There's that overconfidence there, but hey, thanks for listening. That should to be me our uh, that should be our Rico podcast.
2: Our, what's it called? Like our slogan: the greatest football podcast of all time.
0: No, nah, it's a lot to live up to, dude. <laughs> um, you gotta. We, I think we need to I think we need to to, lo- need to, to push our uh, numbers up to over fifty percent here. So.
1: All right, but you you gotta
2: do for real. You gotta have brass balls to to do this kind of shit. I mean,
1: hold on, you guys will get there, dude. You guys, did you just get that breaking news report?
2: Yeah, Djokovic is getting
0: uh, is getting deported, uh, deported from uh, because he lied on his uh, his visa paperwork. He said he hadn't traveled out of country for the last uh, for two weeks prior and he went to like three three different countries. Oh.
2: Yeah.
0: Shit. Whoops. There goes the number one tennis uh ranked tennis player for the tournament the Australia Open there. Damn. Yep. Crazy. But uh all right. Thanks everybody out there again for listening. Make sure to go check us out at www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Make sure to go to our Instagram, which is at Taproom Sports Podcast, or you can go to our Twitter, which is at Taproom underscore sports. Make sure to check out our other podcasts. We've got the Taproom Sports Podcast coming out every Monday for that Monday morning commute. We review some great beers. We talk the week in sports. We've got TSP Wagers, which comes out uh, once a week, usually on that kind of Thursday, Friday area. Um, where we discuss two games, usually hockey and, uh, and basketball, um, and kind of break down those games, you know, just as we do here on, on APR. Um, but we come up with a three-pint bet, a two-pint bet, and a one-pint bet for the, each of us. If you like hockey, make sure to check out Biscuits and Barrels. That's in collaboration with a 90 Second Beer Review. We unfortunately had a uh, a scheduling conflict. It was supposed to be coming out next week, but it will be coming out the following week. Um, We had to reschedule with our brewer that's going to be on the show. But thanks again, everybody. For Raider Eddie, for Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks at last. Go Cardinals! Big Ball and Ben Larson. We'll see you next week. (music) Boop boop boop